This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I felt like it will maybe rub some people the wrong way. We talked about how in the Pete Thamel article, he, he wanted to be great. And he talked about football, football immortality. And he had maybe the audacity in the eyes of some people to, you know, look at Walter Payton and mention Michael Jordan and not to put himself in that company, but just talk about what's possible in Chicago if you are that good and people remember you that long. So in that context, he was pretty open on Friday morning in the Indy talking about wanting to make history. A whole lot of dominant quarterback play? No, no, not at all. Um, I don't compare myself to the other guys, um, you know, that's there, been there. Um, I think I'm my own player, and, um, you know, I, I, I tend to like to, you know, create history and, and rewrite history. <laughs> well... That wouldn't be as difficult to do in Chicago, Dan, as it might be in other places like Green Bay or San Francisco. But you do like the ambition. Yeah, here's the pen, kid, right away. You know, like, like, let's please rewrite this history because it's been a frustrating history for a long time, particularly in the last, you know, 35 years. And so he's got an opportunity here. I, I have zero problem with being bold with the way you talk and with the way you set your bar only requirement is that you back it up with investment. You have to be willing to put in the work. You have to be um, self-aware enough to understand the demands that go to even thinking about approaching the levels that Caleb Williams wants to get to. And so that's just got, you know, all that, all that talk's got to be backed up by, by personal investment and time and hard work and all those things. If he's willing to do that, then talk all you want, you know, and then let's see what the results are. History regards Sid Luckman as the best quarterback ever for the Bears, and that was a long time ago. And yet his name did come up on Friday morning, Dan. I don't know if you saw this, but it's worth pointing out. <laughs> we have Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com as a regular Tuesday guest on the Molly and Haas show. And all offseason long, even going back into like as the season was bleeding into the offseason, he was pretty consistent in that they the Bears should keep Justin Fields. They should trade the pick and build around Justin Fields. And on Friday morning, Caleb Williams was a guest for Chris Sims and Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk television. Shortly after that, Mike Florio posted this on Twitter, quote, 
We just spent 10 minutes with Caleb Williams. Condolences to the Vikings, Lions, and Packers. This guy is the real deal, and the Bears will have their first franchise quarterback since Sid Luckman. I don't think he was being facetious. I do think that he was being sincere. It does seem like he was impressed. What did you make of that? And that was just uh, one example of how impressive to Caleb Williams was to some people today. Well, you know me and Mike Florio always see eye to eye on everything. <laughs> We're right in line with each other on most topics. Um, what I would say, if you know Mike well enough, as you obviously do talking to him regularly, he likes players who like to challenge a system that that doesn't put players in advantageous situations and sees the NFL as a, a, a prime ground to challenge convention. And, and Caleb's obviously willing to do that. You know, his decision to not submit to medical testing here is unique. His, his um, push to kind of try to get the, the players association and the league to re-examine how quarter our contracts are done is something that's at the forefront. So I think out of the gates, Mike Florio had a, a, a player on his stage that, that agrees with trying to challenge some of these things. That said, I think there is a lot to like about who Caleb Williams is as a, as a kid, certainly a lot to like about who he is as a player. Um, and you're going to get those sentiments popping up. Now, you know, as well as I do, there's going to be pushback and there's going to be other people that go, Oh, this guy's, you know, the next bust waiting to happen. Um, I think this is a, a guy that, that as I prepare to leave Indy and point the car North, um, just feels like the guy you have to take, you know, and he's, he's going to be picked number one overall. He said that himself today. And if the Chicago bears don't do it, I think most of the league is going to be shocked. So we'll get into some of the other things that he got into, but there were certain questions he had to address. And I think number one might've been why he chose not to uh, under go partake in the medical testing, which is what the original intent of the NFL combine in Indianapolis was for and why it was in Indianapolis. What did you make of the way that Caleb Williams answered that question about wanting to submit to medical testing for the teams that he visits because those are the teams likely to draft him, but he did not want to submit to uh, testing that would be available to all 32 teams. Maybe that was to protect his medical privacy. Maybe it's because it's part of this whole uh, grander plan to to be different and control his own agenda. Maybe it's a combination of both. I, it, it, I would guess it's a combination of both, and I'm a little conflicted on it because, as we talked about in our last podcast, I, I just – don't want the quest to be different to be the thing that drives Caleb Williams all the time. You know, I want this quest to be right. great to be the thing that drives him all the time. And so I, I, I just worry if you have too many of these things that you're challenging and pushing back on and trying to make a stance and trying to be, um, you know, the pioneer or the trailblazer in certain regards that it's going to take away from your fuel tank to do what your ultimate goal is, which is to become the next Michael Jordan or Walter Payton or Sid Luckman, <laughs> you know? And so, um, yeah, I'm a little bit conflicted in that regard because I think he's got the right intentions. I think in this specific regard, it's fine. He's going to go do the testing at whatever uh, organizations he goes to visit. I just don't, again, don't want that that quest to, to be different, to be the thing that, that we're always talking about with Caleb Williams. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. Answer did he provide, if any, Dan, that made you uncomfortable, if it, if that's the right word, or just made you uneasy about the way, either the way he answered it or um, what he said? Yeah, I don't know that I have one. Um, I have to go back through it and, and see, but I, and there's nothing that jumps off the top of my head of, of a moment where I was like, ooh, didn't, didn't love that. I know there were some in the assembled media that felt there was a um, – level of self-assurance that that one reporter described as you know borderline arrogance i didn't pick up on that i think that there's a a a self-confidence there that's very real Uh, i think the great ones have those types of things we'll see how he's able to channel those things i you know i thought obviously the discussion about his display of emotions crying with his mom after the loss to Washington was was the the question that was uh, going to come up today and what, what was interested to hear how he answered that. And when, we, when you get into those topics, suddenly you start to get a little bit of meat and potatoes ab- about the personality and the DNA that we've been talking about for a while without actually hearing from Caleb ourselves. That was one of the more compelling answers about showing emotion. Everyone has seen the, the image of him with his mom at the game against Utah, I believe, or uh, when he... I think it was after Washington game. I'm sorry, after Washington it. game, when he was being consoled and he went into the stands and there was his mom. He, of course, was asked about that and talked about just showing emotion in general, and this is what he had to say. There's not many people in the world that get the experience what I experience every every game day, every practice day. Um, you know, so it kind of goes back to... Um, you know, it kind of, it always kind of goes back to that for me. It's, you know, it's something that I only get to experience. Um, it's something that I really care about, um, which is not only winning the game, but, you know, doing it with my teammates. And so every time we lose, I feel like I let my teammates down. Hmm. So not a full explanation about what makes him so emotional, but it did invoke his teammates, which again, seemed like it was as often as he mentioned it a talking point that was stressed to him to make sure that everyone understood that he was about his teammates first winning, you know, winning his teammates, the kinds of things that make you a popular leader. Right. No question. I think that was certainly something that was on the forefront of his mind and, and comes across well, you know, I think, um, you know, from the emotional standpoint that the passion tank is overflowing, you know, and, and, and that, is a plus until it's a minus. And so you're going to have to figure out how to work with that. You know, and you're going to have to figure out how to work with that at the next level, where as Caleb will quick, quickly find out every single thing he says and does is going to have a a headline attached to it going forward. And you just be, uh, better be prepared for that existence because people are going to ask these questions every single week that you're a quarterback in the NFL and they're going to examine your body language and your outwards displays of emotion every single week that you're in the NFL. And so you just have to, to, to find the right way to take um, what is something that is, is, is a huge part of who you are and push in the right direction. I always tell the story of uh, talking to people that knew Percy Harvin before he got into college. And, and there, there was, I, th- I think it was his high school track coach who said, what makes you tick sometimes can make you talk. And I always love that expression because it is like, sometimes your greatest strength can also become something that, that gets you into trouble. Um, and you just have to have a, a, a way of balancing that. Particularly if it is with the Bears and he comes to a team that will be playing its first game in uh, three years without Justin Fields. And he was a very popular teammate to the point where guys like DJ Moore have you know, publicly endorsed him, even if it seems inevitable and imminent that he's going to be traded. So I think that's a really good point and way to put it. Your strength can't be your biggest weakness. And in Caleb Williams' case, that means – when you come into the Bears locker room, you have to strike a balance between that 
confidence that allows you to not be phased by the moment being a rookie starter on a team that has playoff aspirations. But you can't also you can't assume that you've already arrived. And, and that's a difficult balance for a lot of kids who are still kids at 22, young men, professional athletes. Yes, but emotional emotional maturity is much different. So I, I can see why people might come out of that today. I'm not being critical, I'm just being honest and then wonder if he can do that, does he have the humility that's also necessary to be a good leader? Circling back on what you asked uh, about uh, maybe a question that, that threw me for a loop or a little bit, I would say that when, when he kind of offered up the idea that he doesn't talk a lot and doesn't do a lot of things that he doesn't see as useful, right? Like he was sort of referencing having the, the story from ESPN's Pete Thamel that came out earlier in the week as a stage setter for what was going to happen this morning at the combine as, as something that was, you know, by his own admission was, was calculated and sort of uh, forward thinking in that regard. That was probably the one where I, I stopped myself for about four or five seconds and said, you better understand what Chicago is and what Chicago bears football is. And that it's not, going to be all up to you on when you do things and why you do things, right? Like you're going to have to play the NFL game a little bit. And if you don't, you know, there's, there's going to be backlash to that in ways that, that you'll have to get ready to deal with. Um, so that, you know, I mean, look, starting quarterbacks are obligated by league rules to talk every Wednesday and they're obligated to talk after every game is Caleb Williams going to choose to be different in that regard and push back on that part of the system. And if so, you're the host of a morning sports talk radio show. I think your phone lines are going to light up if that's the case. Well, they will. And I would tell everyone the same thing. I think it's a really good point, but if you're successful in a market like Chicago, then we all have been through experiences. I don't want to say, I don't want to say we all have been, I have seen examples where if you are good enough and achieve a certain level of success in a sports mad town like Chicago is, you can manipulate the process. You can manage perception if you do it consistently well. And if you do it in a way that doesn't seem um, inconsistent with the rest of what's going on, you can't lose and fail and do that. If you win or are successful, you're going to have a lot of people that don't mind your manipulation. And I think that's what it is. And we saw, I, I think that's an interesting uh, admission there, Dan, because I, I thought the same thing is like, okay, you strategically or your team strategically targeted Wednesday at eight o'clock, nine o'clock AM Eastern time to drop the story with ESPN.com. You strategically agreed to talk to Pete Thamel, a reporter with whom he is very comfortable. And there was a degree of, of manipulation to that whole process. And I don't know that it bothered me as much as I thought it would, because this okay. is somebody that is definitely, um, definitely potentially in a position where he, he does have, he does have the capability of playing well enough to where he will have the rules be different for him. Well, I'll just say this. Mitch Trubisky asked for the TVs to be turned off at Hallis Hall, and it was a story for nine days. Uh, Justin Fields used the word coaching, and you know it, it exploded immediately. Those types of things become part of your existence. They right. can become part of your existence in a way that becomes exhausting to you as a, as a player and a person. And the last thing you want with your franchise quarterback is for him to be exhausted from things that were self-created, you know? And so I guess it's probably a reminder to the people at Alice Hall that you better also have your team assembled to not be 
fudged out of the way at every turn by his team. You know what? There's, there's going right. to have to be a whole lot of merging of teams here for this to be a productive experience. There's, there's a heavy lift to that. And, and you there, can run from it and you can ignore it or you, you can put it together and, and go from it. And they, they've got to decide how to do that. Derek Rose was enigmatic and he was allowed to be when he was the MVP and, and leading the Bulls to Eastern Conference Finals and, and, and making them an NBA title contender. Sammy Sosa wasn't here for all of that, but the end of it, and he was definitely a guy who lived life on his terms, media life on his terms, and he got away with it. Why? Well, 66 home runs will help you do what you want to do. Frank Thomas over the years was the same type of thing. There are examples. I could tell you hockey examples with Patrick Kane and to lesser degree, Jonathan Taze, when you reach a certain level of celebrity or you have, ch- have achieved a certain level of success in Chicago, Boston, Philly, or whatever, and you're a professional athlete, you can dictate the terms of how you manage that perception and what you allow to come in and what you want to put out. So this is a good example today, Friday, that Caleb Williams might fall into that category one day, not too far in the distant, in the future. And if he's good enough, though, if he's throwing, if he if he beats the Packers with three touchdowns and three hundred yards passing, and it's at Lambeau Field, okay, you talk when you want to talk, Caleb. We'll listen. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see where it goes. And I would just, I would say, you look like just tie a bow on this part of the the conversation. I I think you know it's a, a challenge, right, of trying to figure out how much of this right. is pre prepackaged and how much is genuine um and and that, that's up to every every team and everybody that encounters caleb to, to, to try to solve that mystery and, and figure out what it is 